Hi everyone, it's time to enter the legend with Sunbreaks Radio. Hi everyone, Friday 6 p.m. and you are with Lea on Sunbreaks Radio. Well, it is not sunny anymore here in Prague. We even had snow earlier in the week, which is like insane and quite weird, but It promised us to get a messy spring, I think, this year. Anyway, it was the the weather update. But I'm gonna answer to the main question that you are all waiting for, and which is, what is today's topic? Well, I think that obviously I should hold a mystery, so I'm gonna give you first some clues. Um, first, today's topic is about a whole mythology uh, with, with its own gods and stories. Um, then, it is specific to a country uh, which is situated on the Asian continent. And this country has a big and strong culture. And I think, it, yeah, it is uh, one of the most populated countries in the world. Um, well... The final clue is coming uh, right now. I want you now, I know you can save me, come and save me I need you now, I know 
was J-Ho by A.R. Raman and the Pussycat Dolls. So I hope you've all understood that we are going to talk about India, but more precisely about Indian mythology. Uh, there are two categories of deities in Indian mythology, uh, the Vedic deities and the Brahman deities, uh, as well as many demons and so on. Uh, and as Hinduism developed, um, the 33 oldest gods of the Vedic pantheon were replaced by the Trinity, which is a formal reunion of the gods, uh, which are Brahma, the creator of the cosmos, uh, then Vinshu, the preserver of it, and Shiva, the destroyer. And we know that more recently, um, there is a group of five deities, uh, which are Vinshu, Shiva, Devi, Surya, and Ganesh, which has gained even greater popularity. Um, but anyway, among the stories, we find a kind of antagonism between creation and destruction uh, of the world, which constitute a central theme in this mythology. Uh, thus, the universal order emerges from chaos to finally dissolve in it before being reborn in an internal cycle and so on. Uh, and as you know, my favorite parts in mythology are about the creation and or destruction of the world. So today I chose to tell you uh, the story of each member of the Trinity, so Brahma, Vinshu and Shiva, around whom the universal order is built. So it's whole story about, uh, we can say, creation and destruction of the world which regard these three free gods. And to me, it is the more logical to do for you to clearly know a bit of Indian mythology as there was so much to talk about, really. Um, so let's stop talking a bit. We are going to enter the stories, but first, a bit of music and a calm French song to relax and a song also that I dedicate to my mom. Oh 
It was Zaz, ébloui par la nuit, meaning dazzled by the night. And talking about the night, a lot of people think that before the world and the solar system, there was nothing but a long and silent dark night. So let me tell you about how it all started according to Indian mythology. And let me tell you about the universe creator, Brahma. Brahma is the first member of the Hindu triad. He is described as the creator of the universe and the matter. The mystery surrounding his birth is complex. Some say that he was always there, others that he was born from the supreme power Brahman and the feminine energy Prakriti, but the most common version is that he came out of a lotus flower. He is the Lord and the four-faced father of all creators, gods, demons, but also humans. When Brahma created the universe, it remained unchanged for 2.16 billion years. The world and everything in it was then consumed by fire. When he woke up, Brahma restored the creation again, and this process will be repeated for a long time. The legend says that when this process will be complete, the entire universe, the gods, the sages and the living beings will be reduced to their constituent parts. This corresponds to the end of the world. Brahma is said to have very little involvement in the stories of mortals and other gods, which is why he is not so revered. This would be due to one of his wives, Savatri. He has three wives, Sarasvati, Savatri and Gayatri. All three represent knowledge and learning. When he was about to start the Jhana ritual with Savatri, she was nowhere to be found. He had to find a new wife as soon as possible for the ritual to be performed properly. And so he took Gayatri as his new wife. Savatri was furious at this deception and cursed Brahma, saying that he will not be worshipped on earth except in Pushka. There are a lot of information here, and a lot of details in the ones I found, so I hope you're not too lost. But the main thing to remember is that Brahma is the universe creator, and he recreates it each time it is necessary. And I really like this idea of a renewal, kind of cycle, making living beings reborn again and again. And I think this is humble, you know, from this mythology, like not to pretend that everything is eternal and that we deserve our place on earth. And 
That's because I think that a lot of people forget that we are not so important and that we are much smaller than everything surrounding us. And sometimes I like to watch uh, documentaries and videos about the universe and there are a lot of things talking about that, you know? And I don't know if you look at it too, but when I do, I feel being really small and not significant next to these natural forces. It's like we are meaning something only to ourselves, because nothing else cares about us, really. And when we see natural disasters, it should remind us that we are not powerful at all. And this makes me think about a song again and well it hasn't really the same meaning that what i'm talking about right now but it is just a title like they don't care about us the story behind this song is more from the inequalities point of view and poor people but as we are saying uh, that there are stronger things that us humans in life and that these things don't care about us to exist, then I think it is relevant. So here is They Don't Care About Us by Michael Jackson.
love this song. Michael Jackson always sings committed songs, all songs about love. And you know what is my biggest dream? To go to the Walk of Fame in Hollywood and see his star. I know that in reality it is just a normal street with stars on the ground and nobody finds it amazing. But I still want to go there and see it because, like, I want this since I was eight. And I made a promise to myself that one day I will. So, anyway... My dreams are not today's topic, so let's refocus on Indian mythology with an Indian song uh, right now on Sunbreaks Radio.
It was Mundiam Tubake by Punjabi MC. And if you're not in the Indian mood now, I really don't understand. And I take advantage of this song to make a side point because um, I already danced on this song. Yeah, I know that it is not the first time I tell you about my dancing stuff, but I have like 15 years of dance behind me. So it is like it represents a lot of dances. Anyway, the story with this one is that the teacher made us reprodu reproduce exactly the same choreography that in uh, the show, the TV show Dancing with the Stars. Uh, you may know this show or not, but for those who don't, uh, it is a French TV show where celebrities who don't really know how to dance, uh, just they battle each other's and they are led by professional dancers and at the end they win a kind of cup. Anyway, on this show, one of the couples uh, once made a dance on the song Mundian Tubake, so a kind of Indian dance, and we reproduced the same steps, exactly the same steps, with my team. And it was quite intense, but at the end it was not so complicated. Like, you just have to understand how the moves are working and be synchronized with each other. But yeah, and I was proud of doing it. But anyway, let's come back on Indian mythology now. Uh, and now that you are in the good mood, here is the story of Vishnu. Vishnu is the god of the stability of the world. He maintains the life and the creation, and is like a god of the time. As the conservative god of the trinity, he embodies preservation. He has two wives. His first one is Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune. His second wife is Bhumi the earth representation itself. In the legends and representations, he is often seen sleeping, but in his sleep, he would be preparing the next world. Like Brahma, Vishnu has four arms. In the first hand, he holds a conch shell in which he blows to defeat the demons. In his second hand, a spinning disc revolves around his index finger. It is a reminder of the will of time and leading a good life. This is the spiral of awa awakening with which he decapitates the force of evil. In his third hand, he sometimes holds a lotus, which is a symbol of a glorious existence. And in his fourth hand, he holds a bush, the indication of power and the ability to punish if discipline in life is ignored. His role is being the protector of humans and their savior. 
Vishnu's mission is to preserve the order of the world, but he cannot intervene directly in events, so he incarnates in avatars. When the order is disturbed, Vishnu incarnates in one of its ten avatars to descend to Earth. These avatars could be animals, children, or older humans, and nature elements. One of its avatars is Buddha itself, which has several roles and meanings according to different countries. So here again, I told you more about who Vishnu is, which I think is important. And the fact is that I could do it with the 33 gods, but it would take me much more than an hour. But yeah, you now know more about Vishnu's role and characteristics. And I liked the fact that Vishnu has avatars to intervene in humans' events, because Like, it shows this idea in this mythology that you cannot see gods, like, you only see some forms of them. And I think that here again, it shows that it is humble, you know, because obviously humans must not see gods because they are, like, sacred, they are deities. And, well, to me, we shouldn't see it directly, but I think that in... Every mythology, it's kind of working this way, but not in everyone's. To me, it also shows that this universe of legends is close to nature. Maybe not as much as uh, Japanese legends, for example, but the fact of finding gods in some nature elements like animals is a whole way of thinking and respecting the, the world around us. And to me, respect is the most important value in life. And obviously, talking about respect, I'm gonna make you listen to Aretha Franklin.
It was Respect by Aretha Franklin. And this woman is like a legend in itself, actually. And that's the same with this song. <laughs> But yeah, Respect is something that should be present in everyone's life. Like every day in every situation. And I feel like it is shocking sometimes in some countries to see how people could be disrespectful, you know, and there's towards nature, people, women, or just materials or people's work, you know. But hopefully all is not lost because some people are still respecting all of this. And I wish that if one day I can have a family, it will grow up in a world where respect is still a word in people's language. But I feel like it is amazing and scary at the same time to see how the world is changing so quickly, you know, and that all, all the things that we know today will be different in a few decades, like it has been the case for our parents or our grandparents. Um, this reflection makes me think about a song that I think can reflect uh, this evolving society. And I think that they are especially talking during uh, and after also the 60s, you know, this period when they were these famous 30 glorious years and so on. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna make you listen to it. So here is Money for Nothing by Dire Straits.
dynamic song and it feels like putting you in a good mood and I am in a good mood and I want you to be in a good mood and so if you are keep this good mood but let's still refocus on the Indian mood for our last story which is arriving soon so I'm gonna share with you a song that you may know or not and that you may like or not but it is like a typical indian song a real typical indian song so i have to play it obviously uh but you'll tell me if you like it or not uh because it's i think it is particular here is uh bole chudian by amitab sakul casual karina and hitik oh my god sorry for the pronunciation <laughs> Dil da jala ja ho 
लश्कारा तेरी बिंदिया का लश्कारा ऐसे चमके जैसे चमके चांद के पास सितारा चूड़िया बोले कंगना हाय मैं हो गया तेरा साजना तेरे बिन जियो नहीं लगता मैं ते मर जावा लज्जा लज्जा सोनिए लज्जा लज्जा So yeah, I don't know if you like it. I think that personally I like it because I like the mood, you know, and the Indian mood is particular and I think I like it. And also the main lyrics, I think it's like kind of dynamic and makes me willing to dance. But anyway, time for the last story and this is the story of Shiva. Shiva is like the benefactor and the bringer of good fortune and he is also the most revered of the Indian's gods. He is the god of the end of time and the other side of Rudra, which is the destroyer. He organizes the world and represents darkness. His third eye strikes down everything he looks at which is why he keeps it closed. His other eyes are half closed because he opens them at the creation of the world and closes them to end the universe and start a new cycle. Shiva is also the king of the Indian dance, each step of which has a very particular meaning. He is married to Parvati, and with her, he gave birth to Ganesh, a very venerated god in Hindu mythology. According to a legend, Shiva and Vishnu went to a forest to fight the 10,000 heretics who populated it. Furious, they sent to attack Shiva a tiger a snake and a black and ferocious dwarf armed with a club. Shiva killed the tiger. That's why he is traditionally seated on a tiger skin, as a master of nature. Then he tamed the snakes that he put around his neck as a necklace, which is the symbol of patience mastery. Finally, he put his foot on the draft and performed the dance developing such power that the draft and the heretics recognizing him their law. Well, 
I think that Shiva is effectively one of the most well-known Indian gods, even out of Asia. Well, personally, I already knew his name without looking deeper in Hindu mythology. And this time, I also told you one of the stories regarding Shiva, because actually I found it interesting, as it was kind of explaining the way he is physically represented, you know, Um, I mean, the tiger and the snakes are kind of parts of his clothes. And what I like is that no matter if Shiva is the one that, w that will decide when will the world end, it is still one of the most loved gods, you know, and people are still ven venerating him. Because as it is explained, the end of the world is not a bad thing in this mythology. It is natural and it has to happen, so they prefer to celebrate the god instead of ignoring him. Or, second option, they are afraid and they are afraid that he gets angry and close his eyes, ending humans' lives. So maybe they are trying to pray him uh, as he does not kill them. Here is your choice. Uh, you must have your own interpretation, but but personally, I prefer the first one. And also what I liked uh, with this god is the whole story about his dancing relation. Um, because, yeah, you should know, you should all know uh, that I love to dance. Anyway, I think it's really interesting the way that each step of this god represents a dancing step. And, yeah, I just can't imagine people trying to venerating him by dancing. It should be, like, wonderful, really. Um, anyway, so as I'm talking about dance, I'm gonna make you listen to a song that on which I would love to dance one day, but I didn't do it again. And what I mean that I would love to dance on it, uh, I already dance on it personally, you know, but I've been dancing on it like in front of a public or with a, an elaborated choreography, you know. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna make it listen to you uh, right now on Sandbox Radio. Living life in peace 
Imagine by John Lennon, and actually, I think that in my dancing school,、uh, a team already danced on it, but I'm not really sure. But it should have been like really, you know, touching and beautiful. Anyway, talking about John Lennon, here in Prague we have、uh, the Lennon Wall, which is a beautiful place. Really, it's. Uh, a whole wall,、uh, very colored, and all people are taking pictures in front of it, you know. And so maybe it's a touristic place, but I think it's a place to go if you visit Prague. And I like to visit these kind of places, you know.、Uh, I like tourism, in fact, but not as a big fan of traveling. Like a lot of people I know says that、uh, the biggest interest in their life is to travel, but That's not my case, but I kind of enjoy living experience、uh, abroad, you know,、uh, and it's like living this experience today of being in Erasmus、uh, in another country, because I discover new cultures. I discover the fact that、uh, meeting people from everywhere in the world really opens your mind, because by discussing with them about strong topics. Uh, which, according to the points of view, reflects country's culture in itself, and yeah, it's really powerful as an experience. And it, that's how that now I know that France is a very calm country, and that I'm lucky to live there. But anyway, I kind of want to renew this experience, you know,、uh, the kind of experience that opens your mind like that, because. Uh, you are discovering things that you are not used to,、uh, but I'm kind of afraid actually not to have enough time to do it.、Uh, it's like I want to live a life with adventures and obstacles on my journey, but I also want to, at a moment of my life, just be posed in a calm life, not too messy and ordered, you know. But yeah, I. Just don't want to struggle with this in my mind. Just want to take life as it is coming to me. But by doing this, like time could be spent really fast. Anyway, I let the destiny organize all of this for me. It is time to、uh, to listen to a last song about the time which is running out. As I was saying. I'm sorry. 
was Time is Running Out by Muse and hell yeah unfortunately my lovely listeners uh, we are running out of time because it's already the end of the show so I hope that you had a great moment with me personally I did like every week 
Um, but yeah, I wish you a wonderful weekend. Really enjoy, enjoy your free time and have fun. Like do whatever you want to do. And so let's meet again next week. So next Friday, same hour on Sandbox Radio. Bye everyone. It's time to leave the legend, but you're still on Sandbox Radio. <laughs>